Blog Talk Radio. Bayard Rustin and A. Philip Randolph were Uncle Tom. 
And, you know, what's ironic about this situation is the gentleman, and I don't know if I can even call him that, so the person that made that video is now claiming that it's satire and that any and all criticism is reverse racism. And the whole thing is truly, truly unacceptable. I started the slave ships. There are more records of slave ships than one would dream. It seems inconceivable. Until you reflect that for 200 years, ships sailed carrying cargo and slaves. Ran, non, be non-violent. In the face of the violence that we've been uh, experiencing for the past 400 years, is actually doing our people a disservice. In fact, it's a crime. It's a crime. Here come the drums. things that we have to talk about and 
apparently, you know, that YouTuber does not understand the definition of racism, neither does he understand the definition of satire. And he surely doesn't understand racism or reverse racism, because whenever I hear reverse racism coming from the mouth of someone such as himself, basically what that says to me is, well, I should have the privilege of being as racist as I want to be. And when you complain and protest against it, then it's reverse racism because I should be allowed to say and do as I please. To me, that's the definition of reverse racism. And, again, you know, there have been a number of people that have written about this, and one of the absolute best analogies that I've seen um, regarding this particular situation was on um, basically a blog that was written by Dr. Hutchison, and the title of it is Creepy Crackers and Shucking Toms. And there was a commenter by the name of Improbable Joe, and basically this is his perception of the situation. And he said, you'll certainly correct me if I'm way off base, but the critique of African-American Christianity by white atheists usually looks a little like this. And I quote, I don't know why you people continue to live in that house. It was built for you by someone you hate for bad reasons. The pipes leak and the doors squeak, and it isn't up to modern construction standards. You keep telling me that it keeps you warm in the winter, and your frequent family dinners around the huge table are a tradition you hold dear. But so what? It doesn't matter that there's plenty of room for family visiting out of state and a nice big kitchen to cook your meals in because it doesn't meet current ideals about home construction. You need to move out immediately and leave all of your stuff and traditions and giant furniture and appliances when you move. What's that? You think I should make room in my house for you or at least assist in helping you replace your old home with a new one? That's crazy. You people are just lazy and looking for handouts, as they say on Fox News. And he goes on to say there are so many atheists and white self-proclaimed liberals, too, who are only in it for themselves and their feeling of being on the right side and the ability to lord it over their inferiors, not so much interest in doing the right things or really putting themselves out there in a way that will break up the systems that benefit them or doing anything besides pointing and mocking other people. Now, for those of you who have listened to the show over the past couple of years, and especially this past year, you know how I feel about this particular situation. I've been saying that we need to engage the community and we need to get out here and make ourselves a little bit more visible. And basically, with a lot of things that I'm seeing in the atheist community, number one is a lot of misguided and misdirected anger. And this is both, you know, um, black, white, yellow, red, whatever. There's a lot of misguided and misdirected anger. And with this particular situation, it was a problem because it was, you know, basically um, blanket statements and broad invectives that he heaped on the entire black Christian community. He was talking about my mama, my sisters, my brother, my cousins, friends, family, um, you know, people that I went to church with, and while I'm no longer a believer, these people will give me the shirts off their back. If I knocked on their door tomorrow and said that I was hungry, and they asked me if I wanted to renounce atheism, and I said no, I will remain an atheist, they would still feed me, clothe me, and make sure that I was okay. That's not cool. You cannot do that. You cannot 
no, it's absolutely ridiculous. So it, it makes me wonder, you know, is this colonialism part two? That we have to subjugate ourselves because now there's a new agenda out there? Because the way that I'm starting to see a lot of this is that it's about money. It's about getting their membership numbers up and getting money. And, you know, it's about finance in a lot of different ways. They don't give a damn. And they've shown us that in a lot of different ways. Now, there are some really great people out there that do care, that absolutely want to see the community grow. They want to educate people. And and that's all wonderful and lovely. And I'm not talking about those people, you know, because I've met some beautiful people along the way who've been patient. I've learned from them. Some of them have learned from me, and and that's what it's all about. So, again, you know, um, he specifically aimed his epithets at black Christians. But does that absolve the white Christians and the white secularists? that continue to perpetuate slavery and Jim Crow and the oppression, you know, public policy, you know, where's his video talking about that? As a matter of fact, if he's for black people and he wants to see what's best for our community, where are his videos about justice? Where is his video about Trayvon? Hell, where is his video about the Voting Rights Act? You know, where was he when the civil rights movement was going on, him and his parents? Were they marching with MLK? Were they in Selma? You know, um, will he be out here with us when we start marching for what just happened with the Supreme Court, you know, with the Voting Rights Act? Will he be out there with us marching for that since you're so forth, the black community? So anyway, um, you know, I'm going to open it up to my panel here. Tonight we have Raina on the line with us. We have Carl. We have Dr. Fonza on the line with us, and um, we have Travis on the line with us tonight as well. And so we definitely want to talk about this issue. So, again, that's Raina, Carl, Dr. Fonza, and we also have Carl along with us. And we're going to go on and we're going to start talking about, you know, this issue here. But I just want you all to understand that this is not the Step and Fetch It show. That's not what we're going to do here tonight. So welcome, everybody. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, um, hey. So, ready to go in oh, and yeah. let have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, you know, this is another case of blaming the victim. And, yep. you know, from, and then he got the nerve at the end to say that white people deserve reparations or, quote unquote, saving us from ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how is that possible? Well, I didn't even know. Oh, that was when he was getting a little bit loose there. Yeah, he was. It was like, what? Oh, here's fighting words, man. Because the thing is, I mean, first of all, any of us know a bully when we see one. I mean, he could double back on on it now and basically say, I was just kidding. I mean, that's the stuff that, um, that my peers, my white peers did when I was a teenager. That's the kind of right. stuff that they would do. They would say some really mean, hurtful things, and then when they realized either what they said or when when I called them on it or anybody called them on it, all of a sudden um, it was that was a joke. Well, that's not a joke. Right. 
Uh, it's not a joke right. when you do that. We are smart enough, intelligent enough to see through somebody who's just straight up lying because they got caught, you know, saying some real stupid stuff and saying some real racist stuff and acting, talking in a way that is extremely ignorant of, again, what racism is, right, and mm-hmm. what white privilege is. Any white person who is going to assume the position and the privilege to speak on behalf of black the black experience, I mean, in five or six minutes, you know, needs to, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they need to uh, stand up and buck up to it. Because I'm like, if you think yeah. you can explain, <laughs> if you can explain, the, exactly. I'll just finish this sentence, if you can explain the, quote, unquote, as in there's this kind of a monolithic, black experience in, in five or six minutes and reduce it down to being ignorant or stupid, you know, that is that is ignorant or stupid. That is ignorant. That's totally ignorant. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, I think I, I, w- I would say this. Um, I I am offended by what the gentleman said. I'm not going to say his name because he doesn't need the extra YouTube hits. Um I was offended, but, you know, anybody that starts off their uh, their tirade about, you know, sellouts, Uncle Toms, and uh, house Negroes and all that stuff and uses Django Unchained as his frame of reference, you're already <laughs> dealing, you know, you know yeah. using, using Django Unchained to describe the antebellum slavery era is kind of like using the Flintstones to talk about the Jurassic period. It's so ahistorical. Right. It's so historical. You. you can't. It has no real. It has no real value, and also it also brings an understanding that he doesn't have any knowledge of actual history. You know, it's really sad if that's the only all the history that you know of. You know, slavery in America comes from Django Unchained. You already have a problem. You already have a serious issue, and if you go deeper into it, and 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 here's and here's something that we also have to admit too: a lot of black folks have a very limited understanding of the concept of Uncle Tom's and House Negroes and and Field Negroes and things like that. All of those things are have been have been maligned and misrepresented in history. That's right. You know, um, I mean, there's no evidence in any in any historical context whatsoever that house you know slaves that lived in the plantation house had a better existence than you know slaves that were working in the fields and had slave houses i mean there's really no right. difference that at the end of the day at the end of the day they were all slaves at the end of the day exactly. they were still property at the end of the day they were still Subject to, to to terrible forms of human um, human abuse, torture, rape in many um, situate in many instances, um, and, and also to and we we got to pull cards on this note. Um, even though uh, you know there there are no major movements in that era that we can point to of secular humanists uh, out out in front. There are, and there are a lot, and there are in history. So we give credit where credit is due. But again, too, a lot of that stuff came from, and the Christianity that that we as African Americans are, are 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 familiar with, you know, be we be we uh, 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 non-religious or religious, the the Christianity we're familiar with is an is we 
it was a conscious decision on the part of those slaves to change the religion that they were given. Yes, it was forced upon them, but they put their own brand on it. That's where we get gospel music from. Well, Carl, I want to ask a question with, you know, because this phrase comes up a lot. It was forced upon Mm -hmm. us. How do we know that? What evidence do we have um, that says, first of all, that the the cosmological framework for Christianity uh, was forced upon Africans? That it that is a you know a claim of of something you know being put against them against put on them against their will because Africans. Because in in terms of theologically, kind of, again, African spirituality already had the basis for what uh, developed in terms of Christianity in, oh, my God, in ancient Africa. So we are talking Christianity. Yeah, Christianity is not a white man's religion. Right, right. Bastardized. It was a bastardized um, European Christianity that they were, you know, forcing on the slaves or, or convincing the slaves to accept. Because again, you're correct. Christianity did start in Africa, and that's one thing that I want to clear up. Africa is a continent. It is not a country. It's a continent, right. and there was no such thing as the Middle East. That's North Africa. But go ahead, Dr. Foster. Yeah, I'm saying people don't understand that the framework for developing what's known as Christianity came out of African and uh, Roman and a Mediterranean cosmologies, you know, narratives about a God, the God, so on and so forth. So the Christianity right. of the uh, of the what people say the common early common era was very very different than the Christianity promoted by Europeans for the purpose of right. domination and control over other Absolutely. human beings. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, you know, that's a, a huge, huge fallacy that uh, many atheists promote. They promote that line. Right. There are a lot of uh, atheists, black, white, red, brown, yellow, you know, that I have heard say this stuff. And they don't okay. nuance it. They, they don't understand what they're saying. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and, and then you uh, know what? It's one thing that. Go ahead, Carl. No, no, please, please. Uh, you know, I, I have my piece. I'll speak again later. Okay, but it's one thing that I want to address because you know a lot of the pro, you know, video folks, they're saying that some of the information that he put in the video was true. So, you know, again, we've talked about a lot what? of these different things. Go into the archives. So let's talk about the slave ship, you know, um, Jesus of Lubeck. Now, that part right there, there was a slave ship. And this, you know, the voyages were conducted by one of the first slave traders out of Britain. His name was John Hawkins. And the particular ship, Jesus of Lubeck, and also the minion, the queen invested money and donated two of her own ships. She owned the ship Jesus of Lubeck and the minion. And what and I find it was ironic not about the that whole Jesus, by the way, right? What and and what I find ironic, 
Betsy called it the good ship Jesus in the video, and it's not the good ship Jesus. It's Jesus Billy Beck. Exactly. And the irony behind all of that is when they went to the Gulf of Mexico and ran into the Spaniards, the Spaniards kicked their asses all over the Gulf of, Gulf of Mexico, and the ship called Jesus disappeared and was never to be found. So this wasn't the first time people were abandoned by Jesus. But that's another story. I just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> can, I, can I say something here? Can I go? Uh, sure. Going back to your earlier point, uh, my father told me that in Pennsylvania before the Civil War, uh, black folks were told that if they were Christian, they could be free. But if not, they had to stay being a slave. If that is right. true, that's one point. The other point is what I thought about the video was I agree totally with the um, attacking the victim. And I always say I don't hate the people that are tricked, but I hate the trick and the trickster. And would we have had the same problem if he didn't? If he instead had said black preachers, priests, and pastors are Uncle Tom's rather than the uh, members of the congregation who are tricked? Well, yes, because well, yes, for two I, reasons. And the first reason is is um, I don't think that um, a particularly a white person should be using racialized epithets like that towards black people. The second thing is is that. Um, is that he still would be using the term inappropriately because of yeah. how uh, because of the history of the word and where it comes from the the change in the term Uncle Tom from the characterization of, that Harriet Beecher still had in the novel to what we mm-hmm. currently think of it as was done for the purposes of white audiences being entertained by demeaning and and and, and shaming black people. So we yeah. have to keep that in mind. Absolutely. Right. And there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's this, too, um, and I, I really want to say, uh, I have a special disdain for a lot of the African-American um, megachurch uh, clergy, but let's, put, let's be clear on something. My disdain for them has nothing to do with their racial background. I don't dislike Bishop Eddie Long because he's black and misleading, the, the his congregation. I have a problem with him because he sexually assaulted teenagers and he's fleecing people from their money. That has right. nothing to do with his, his racial background. low dollar. He's he's fleecing his 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 congregation and taking their money. Same with TDJs. I have a problem with them as but those are they're no different. However, from the Joel Osteens of the world, the Joyce Myers, or or the Pat Robertsons. That has exactly. Nothing to do I don't with their race. exactly. That has nothing. You're right. That has nothing to do with their racial background. They are right, they're, especially they're, because they all prey upon uh, poor people of color and even third world people. You know, yeah. people in the okay. developing yeah. world. So let's keep that yeah. in mind. Yeah. yeah. Right. And one thing that I do want to talk in there. One thing I do want to say is, in this case, race does not matter. Had that been a person of color making those statements, mm-hmm. I would still have had just as much of an right. issue with it. There are some, there have been some other YouTubers making videos that have said the same thing, and no one out there can say that they've seen me supporting those videos because you have not. Right. Right. Well, I want to know. I like what you said, Kim, and I agree with this. This guy did this crap for ratings. 
He did this yep. to get people to pay attention to him. Whether he believed right. what he said or not, I really believe that he did this to get some attention. It is a very desperate, no, he lazy. He believes yes, this because he, he actually he said that he wrote this script five years ago and had done a video on it, but he wasn't pleased with it, so took it back up and then decided right. to re-record it. Right. So this is something no. that he actually ascribes to. This is, I mean, so, yes, while he did do it for oh, ratings, yes. he, he actually ascribes to it, but he this. knows it, it will gain him attention. It will get him yeah. what he wants, which is uh, maybe some fame, uh, celebrity, quote-unquote, status within the atheist community. That's what he's right. after. If he was after a serious dialogue with what going on as it concerns black Christians, trust me, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have to do it that way. That was a very malicious, and as you said, uh, a very calculated, intentional attack, but one in which would gain him attention to get some profit. Now, it's exactly. ironic that he was talking about slavery and talking about the way in which, well, he didn't put it this way, but here's how I see it, talking about the way in which white people use religion in order to enslave and oppress others, well, what I see him doing is using atheism in a way to talk about African Americans to bully them into whatever he thinks they should be doing. Absolutely. It it is a total projection, a total racist projection of his own twisted Right. 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 And, 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 it's like he's saying it's like he's it's like he's saying that black people are dumber than white people because we fell for the religion too. Exactly. Right, and why why exactly. would he say right. well white people white people are dumb for believing in it? Because if you're gonna yeah. sit exactly. up here and say that black people, you know, come on, get a hold of yourself, why don't you stop believing in stories made up in this silly book? Well he's making up stories about black people. He's talking about black people that culture in a way he doesn't have any, obviously, knowledge whatsoever, and therefore he's just as dumb. That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's kind of like having it's kind of like having a white slave owner beating the slaves, and then have the black and some white overseers come in and beat them for reinforcement. But you know, when when in, in the way that he's making it seem like, and this is just my perception of you know the situation, when the black overseers beat the black slaves, you know um, the black slaves you know get angry and want to rise up. But when the white overseer does it or the white plantation owner does it, they're like, oh, beat me some more, because right. it's, it's just ridiculous the way that he went after the black community. The black community, right. you know, because 80% of our community, they're religious of some sort, you know, per most of these surveys. And, right. again, you know, um, right. I was offended by it. I was absolutely offended by it. And, you know, again, yes, I took it personal because, like I said, you were talking about my mother. You were talking about my grandmother. You were talking about my aunts, my uncles, my brothers, my sisters, my cousins, friends and family, people that I hold near and dear and love. We we disagree on ideology, but I will still do anything for them, and they would do the same for me, and that is unacceptable. Exactly. You're right, Kim, because I always say that, I always say that I give my mom and grandmom and great-grandfather a pass because they did not have the Internet to check. Exactly. <laughs> there's, my, there's my, that. One of my other problems, 
I was going to say one of our other problems though, with with the um, with the the characterization of uh, black Christians is you know Uncle Tom house Negroes and uh, I hate like that. Like he knows anything kind of, about it. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. What I mean, but the way that he would say it though was so I'm, I'm not even going to go there. But anyway, um, and the fact of the matter is is that when he was talking about house Negroes, it, it you know, and I wrote about this in my blog, you know, it it, it sort of you know, this idea that House Negroes were, you know, very servile and docile, you know what I mean, even more so than other slaves. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and this idea of the contented slave is something that right. serves white supremacy. And he doesn't understand right. that this is a myth, that this is an absolute myth, and that this myth is, right. the, is the basis for, you know, attempts to bring Mammy monuments to our national yeah. mall. You know, it is, it's, right. the, it's the thing that... that you know the myth of of the contented slave and racial Absolutely. order point. is what and, you know, and that's what it exactly, Raina. black codes and and Jim Crow and you know all of these all of these uh, laws that we had to fight against so we could obtain some semblance of civil rights. Right. And you know? what he and again, you know, what he doesn't it, understand is there is a whole body of scholarship uh, around the activity, the the revolutionary activity of the quote-unquote house Negro, because there right, were right. certainly many women and men who served in the houses of whites who were not uh, complacent. They did not go along with what was right. uh, being done to them. I mean, in a small way, that was got at in the movie The Help, where the woman has, right. you know, baked, baked the pie with some doo-doo in it. I mean, we were putting glass in their food. We were burning the houses down. Yeah, we were. Yeah, I mean, so we, we were we doing all kinds of things when we were when, when when those of us, you know, our ancestors rather, who were in the house, you know, they were doing those types yeah, of things. Yeah, because he doesn't, he doesn't realize. Responsible for some of the rebellions, you know. Absolutely, he needs to read. Let's talk about the rebellion. He needs to read the. Yeah, he needs to read the spook that sat by the door. He needs to understand that sometimes those who are on the inside are the ones you really need to be worried about. You know, it reminds me of, it might be me showing my age a little bit, but the entire video reminded me of a scene in Hollywood Shuffle where Robert Townsend and Keenan Ivory Wayans, they're auditioning for a role, and they're supposed to play, like, butlers and gangsters and, and, and slaves and everything like that, and they play them based on what they've learned and known from history, and then some white guy comes along and tells them, no, that's not how you do it. This is how you walk like a gangster. Right. This is how you exactly. talk like a slave. Right. Uh, and, and and here's a very important thing, and, and this is something that's important for black people to do too, because you that you 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 hear it sometimes if we are talking about a, a a black person who may be a conservative Republican, or you hear it sometimes when black folks are talking about uh, other black people in, in in interracial relationships, or black people who are gay or lesbian or transgender. You often hear them saying, "Well, that's not us." And here's one thing that we have to take away from that, and I wish this dude would have understood. You don't get the right to tell a person, a black person, how to be black. That's right. If there's, yes, if right. there's anything, yes. if there's anything from the civil rights movement that we earned and we fought for was for a, for was for the right for us to express ourselves as we saw fit. I don't right. necessarily. I 
I vehemently disagree across the board with Clarence Thomas and Alan West and people like them and Alan Keyes and stuff like that vehemently. But I'm not going to call them sellouts or Uncle Tom's. We disagree politically. (laughs) We disagree politically. That's all that that is. That whole thing, the whole business of name-calling is something, again, (laughs) characteristic of dominance and control, white male privilege. Absolutely. This, This dude obviously assumed the privilege he assumed that he was entitled to speak That's on right. behalf of black people about what's going on with black people. So his positioning himself as an authority, as someone who has some kind of, even if not an authority, but someone who has intimate knowledge of black history, culture, uh, of ra- you know, of racism. I mean, I'm really sick and tired of a lot of the white racists thinking of white racists, white, white atheists who, um, don't bother, but who, who, who really assume, who assume the, you know, the, the, the entitlement and the privilege to the black experience when they have right. not done the work, they have not uh, educated themselves. I mean, one question I sometimes ask, well, you know, do you have any black friends? I'm talk- and I ain't talking about people you see at work. I'm talking about do you have friends, black friends that you confide in? You tell them your secrets. They tell you yours. You eat at each other's houses. You sit down and share in each other's ups and downs of life. See, that's when you're going to get to know somebody, right? Yeah. You can work with somebody. That doesn't necessarily mean you get to know them. You know, just because you sat together next to each other at a conference doesn't mean you know the black experience. You can't get the black experience in 20 minutes up on a panel. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's that. It's, it's that. And well, if there's one thing that if there's one takeaway from this entire thing, that video, and a lot of things, if there's one takeaway, we we can now learn that or understand that being atheist or being a free thinker or what. No, let's let's be more specific. In this case, that's not free thought. So that's clearly not what's happening in that video. Mm-hmm. That's atheist. Yeah. That so, is not free thinking. So yeah. sometimes. So 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 that means that it's very clear that being atheist doesn't mean that you automatically have the high moral ground in certain things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and that, that that goes back to even the days of slavery because the most the, all of our founding fathers were either atheists or deists, but they still owned slaves. Right. I mean, well, not all of them, but a lot of them, yeah. 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 yeah, you know, Thomas Jefferson was either deist or atheist or he was at least at the very least non-religious that we understand that we believe, but he had no problem with raping 14-year-old girls. So exactly. You know, that's the wash. That's the wash. And it, this is, well, in, in my mind, with this gentleman, what he did on the video, clearly it, it's just, it just shows it's it's not any it's different. It was ignorant. They, I mean, he, he, he had, had no, no evidence. Yeah. He had no evidence of the stuff he's saying, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. how, do you know, how do you know? And when he was talking about Tom character, you know, when he was calling him Uncle Tom's, he was using the one particular, you know, referring to the one particular caricature that portrays the black men and women or Christians, if you will, as faithful, happily submissive servants. And that's not necessarily true because, again, you know, I'll be, you know, I've talked about this before, the civil rights movement was based in the church, but it was not based in religion. But we had to, you know, basically find a solidarity with, you know, Christians and Muslims and, 
you know, other secularists in order to move that forward, you know, move that forward for all people. Because the Affirmative Action, Voting Rights Act, um, that civil rights movement, that helped everyone. It helped absolutely Mm -hmm. everyone. And, you know, I'm not sure if he went and he did, you know, know, any research on that, but, you know, basically, you know, with that particular Uncle Tom character that he was trying to um, call black Christians, and basically that character is docile and non-threatening to whites. And to me, the way that I see this, the way he brought that and he projected it towards us, to me it's a divide-and-conquer tactic. And I don't like right. that. I don't like yeah. to put that forward. Right. I don't like the way the direction that I see this going in. And, again, everybody, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, atheists, black, white, Latino, indigenous, what have you, you know, that agree with, you know, his video or what have you. But my question is, have they educated themselves on the right. historical con- concept and the context of this particular uh, right. exactly. that he did? Because, you know, he may as well exactly. call them niggas. And the thing is, when even 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 when you consider uh the embrace by Africans of Christianity under slavery, because I'm not gonna sit here again, uh the, the cosmology for Christianity is African in origin. But when you consider the embrace of Christianity under slavery by whites who were mis what I would say misrepresenting uh they, even their own well they, they were def- I wouldn't say no, I wouldn't say that I would say they were definitely using the bible and their religion as a tool of oppression you also have to understand that blacks have used religion as a tool for liberation and see, that's where a lot of um, people who are talking about black Christians um, miss miss the point that in right. spite of the fact that you may not believe in the, in a God and maybe you want to challenge someone to not believe in a God, don't miss the fact that the church came the place for Africans who became African American peoples to embrace their humanity and to uh, Drive towards freedom. It became a tool of liberation, and and that in and of itself is something that you know I often talk about in my story. Because people always wonder, you know, how'd you how'd you do what you did? Um, part of my story is the fact that when I was a preacher or on the way to being one, I was in seminary, and I began to embrace my womanness, my blackness because of what I encountered in terms of learning more about theology as well as practicing as a preacher. And and what happened, because I was raised Catholic, and, um, you know, but of course I attended church with my black, my friends who were black, right? Um, So areas where I had, you know, an introduction into religion and the idea of God uh, it's from a very different philosophy that I was getting at my Catholic school with predominantly white, you know, authorities, priests, nuns, what have you. So we have a very big divide in this country around okay. the role and the, if you will, the effect and the, and the implications of religion, uh, the idea of a God being used 
for uh, malevolent purposes, right, by right. Europeans, and then the idea of God and religion being used for freedom and, mm-hmm. and humanity, for the sake of humanity, all humanity, but definitely saying we want to be free, and then that would be helpful to all in society. That is a very key thing that, that folks have to understand, when, I think, when talking to and anybody, because if you look across the board worldwide, Every culture has come up with its own narrative. The fact that this little guy has um, targeted black people as somehow uh, the only ones, you know, who, who have some problem with religion. You know, he didn't, he didn't target Native Americans. He hasn't targeted Japanese. He hasn't targeted, you know, uh, Tibetans and, and people who believe in other frameworks, you know. That's clearly right. a white black kind of thing, what he did. Also, right, and, and, and here's the thing, too, that, that I really just want to put across. Uh, you, we don't, without even having to refer to, to, to history or, or to previous generations, let's talk about now. What are you doing now? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. What have you been doing? What are you doing now? Last night, and I was talking to Kim about this, I, last night I was at a community briefing for the George Zimmerman uh, trial for the murder of Trayvon Martin, and it was a it was a it was a briefing where we talked where the police were there, and of course that was some shady business. But the people that were there, that that were there to speak out against that that clearly unjust um and clearly this unjust thing that happened, and are demanding justice, um except for me and probably one other person who openly declared that we were not Christians. The whole room was pre- either Christian right. or Muslim, or or embracing some form of African spirituality. So if you're going to say, I-, I need to see your pedigree, man. I need to see I need to see your resume if you're going to make a, a claim like that. Where are you? Because clearly those folks, if, if you want to call them misguided, fine. But those folks are out there on the front lines, right. and they were ready exactly. to face off. Face off. So where, if you're going to make claims like that, you need to put up where you've been. Are you part of the, have you been part of anything? Did you have a video where you spoke out and criticized the fact that black unemployment is higher than that of, of, of your peers as Caucasians? Have you pointed that out, where the national average is at 9, but black unemployment is somewhere in the range of 14 to 16%? Did you have a video like that? Did you have a video about Rahm Emanuel closing all the schools and firing these many teachers in Cook County and in parts of Chicago where black and Latino kids go to school? If you're not out there doing that, then don't try to claim the moral high ground what and try to tell doing? people how to be. Exactly. What are you doing? Where are you out there? My thing, is, my thing with him is, again, he specifically targeted black Christians. So I guess my question to him, does that make the the white Christians holy, upright, and righteous? Because, again, you know, um, southern evangelical churches were on the forefront of defending slavery against northern abolitionist movements. Sunday, um, you know, it's been quoted in many different ways, that is the most segregated time in America. And basically, um, the Southern churches framed the defense of slavery as a religious cause and the Civil War as a religious war. And they're still angry about it. And, and, right. and that's my whole thing. You know, he did not address 
the white Christians. So, I mean, I guess my question, you know, um, are they absolved of, you know, perpetuating racism and slavery and oppression? Because they truly benefited from it, and they right. still do. Well, not, I mean, yes. Go ahead, Travis. Go ahead. Travis, no, what I was going to say was, no, that was Carl. Oh. Go ahead, Carl. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, what I'm saying is he may be atheist, okay, but he's clearly benefiting from the 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 racism and the racism and the colonialism of his white Christian forebears. So if you're going to criticize us, you need to point your finger back at yourself, player, because you're clearly benefiting okay. from it. <laughs> well, not only that, he's benefiting. He's benefiting also from the white privilege, the dominance of white men within atheism as well. And I'll tell you, and I, and I, I want to certainly urge black free thinkers and any other black skeptics, whoever, to not give any uh, atheist group their support who supports this guy, because he—that's that, what we have to think about. We have to think about what right. are we going to do besides. Get on the, on blog talk radio. Talk about it. How are we going to boycott him? How are we going to use our power collectively to say to any organization that is supportive of this guy's video? I mean, if we could, I would say demand an apology. I think he should take it down. I think, in other words, we have to say what is our responsibility now that we have seen this? He played his hand. He played his cards. Put him on the table and showed himself to be, you know a guy who thinks he's um, capable and, uh, you know, able to speak against the black black people uh, in a very racist way. So we'll say, well, we're not going to work with anybody who works with him. How about that? How about that? Right. Because that, we have money, a responsibility. Yeah, we have That's a responsibility, right. too, to say we are not going to stand by, call ourselves atheists, stand next to some atheists, who would be supportive of that? And I, I, I won't personally. If you come and ask me, yeah, will I. if I know, right? Any, if you, if you come, any, any group comes and asks me to do anything, and you know, I know that he, they have an affiliation or something with him. I would definitely ask about. It. No, no, because yeah, what he did, yeah, what he did was, you know, unexcusable. Is not acceptable. Unacceptable. What he did, yeah. what he said, and he and he'll continue to do that. Yes, he will, and have even the support of a lot of atheists uh, who are predominantly white. Uh, but I think one thing that we have to do is say, "Hey, draw a line with us, partner." You know, because <laughs> exactly. you bring that stuff mm-hmm. over here, talking like that. I mean, them them is fighting words. You <laughs> say, you know, that's not yeah. cool. No, it's not cool. Because it's getting it's getting progressively worse, and you know some of these people are getting more brazen, you know, with with what's happening again. You know, there it, it is not you know a surprise that I did not support that billboard in Pennsylvania. It's not a surprise that I'm not supporting this, and I see it possibly begin to you know to get possibly even worse than this. And you know what gets me is you know they feel as though they're out here trying to say, but that's what they're trying to project that they're trying to save us from ourselves. And he stated that when he was asking for reparations. So, you know, my thing is I have a little song for him. 
you know, and we're going to put on our black slacks and our black skirt and put on our white little jacket, Paula Bean style. You know, this goes out each day. That brings up another good point, um, you know, playing that song is, you know, th- that's one of the examples of how we resisted slavery, you know, through our songs and through our traditions. I mean, there were actual, there were there were Negro spirituals that gave directions on how to escape right. slavery. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. like, yeah. Let's, let's not pretend that, like, after, that the slavery that we adapted in our community is the, is the or not the slavery, I'm sorry, the Christianity Lord, um, I've been listening to this stuff too long. Sorry, but this Christianity that we adapted in our community is not the Christianity that we were given. It's right. Not the, right. It was, there was a a, if you will, a critical engagement with Christianity. So if he thinks that African American people, African as you know, African peoples, especially that in the, uh, I would say definitely in the seventeenth uh, century. Uh, accepted uh, Christianity as is, you know, again, he's sadly, he's, he's mistaken. He has no understanding of the fact that African Americans actually began to build a hybrid of Christianity and African traditions, okay? So, right. well, mm-hmm. uh, European Christianity and African traditions, put it like that. And that, yeah. again, is an example of how he, he's ignorant to it. Now, what's the definition, you know, again, what's the criticisms of people who believe, right? Again, you're believing in things that aren't true, that you've made up in an attempt to explain some other group or some other thing, something that you don't have any knowledge, any real knowledge about. Well, that's religious, right? right. Well, that's what he's done. He's acted exactly. in a religious way. He has acted exactly. in, the, in the very way he's being critical of, which I'm saying psychologically, Oh, he just showed his ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but that goes, that goes back to something that I stated before about people not knowing history, both black, white, yellow, red, because if he went back and he did some research, again, you know, most people only know about Nat Turner's rebellion. You know, they were rebelling. But you also had the Haitian Rebellion. You had the 1733 St. John. St. John Insurrection, you had Bacon's Rebellion, you had Harper's Ferry, and the largest rebellion of them all was the German Coast Uprising of 1811. Mm-hmm. Go back and read, learn some history. And I'd like to you know, talk about Bacon's rebel, uh, Rebellion in particular for all of these atheists that scream that, you know, uh, colorblind, empty, you know, mantra, you know, we're all Africans, like that somehow erases the reality, the social and economic and political reality of race in our society is that Bacon's Rebellion was a turning point in how we and how we determined um, one's identity in terms of race because right. those it were was. black and white indentured servants yes. who were rebelling. Yes. Right. And, that's and, one thing, and it was that's after one thing. That, 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 things, that things started to, to change. That you, you saw that there were more benefits extended to lower class whites 
right. that had not been extended before. Right. Can I jump in here for, for a second? Can I jump in here just yes, for a second? I'm, I'm, I'm new. I've, I've been a very avid follower of your website and your blog talk radio show, and I love what you guys are doing, and I think it's very, very provocative. And I'd just like to piggyback on something that I heard in regards to um, the historical comparisons in reference to religion and what actually happened in history. Now, I study, and I do this on my own, I study ancient civilizations, I study ancient history, and I do comparative religious studies. And I think that people who are religious do a great disservice to their actual faith when they don't understand the historical perspective of what they espouse that they believe in. And the young lady was talking about that a little earlier. Now, when we talk about Moses, I'm just using this as an example. When we talk about Moses being brought from the water and all that good stuff, he's not a historical figure. There's no proof of Moses living in this world. However, we have proof of Akhenaten, who is the father of King Tut. And if you study history, he lived the exact same life. He was put on the water. He was brought up. He was brought up in Pharaoh's house. He introduced monotheism into the culture. And the only point that I'm, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is, is that it, I think it's very important that we understand the historical implications of what we espouse as something that we believe in on a faith basis. Because faith is not good enough. What's the definition of faith? The belief in something not seen or heard. And then when you start getting into these discussions with people who are religious, they're, they're just operating off of a belief system. Can never convert them. And I just wanted to let you know, you guys on the... Um, this network, I heard the um, the um, the debate that went on, the atheists versus the um, you guys know what I'm talking about. Help me out. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, not exist. The yeah. atheist versus the Christian. Right? Yeah, that that was that was like a slaughter. That that wasn't even cool. And uh, if I was the referee, if I was the referee. Uh, that would have been a TKO. I would have called that out in like ten minutes. It's over. It's done. And oh, yeah. the the thing the thing that I want to impress upon you guys is that you guys are extremely intellectual. Um, you do a lot of homework. You do a lot of studying. But with that, you have to understand that the majority of the population doesn't do that work. So what you do is you come up against this resistance because, I mean, let's be honest about it. And now I'm going to put it out there. Um, the black church is an abomination. Who's going to disagree with me? 
Somebody. Well, Somebody disagree with me. Well, the black not, church, I'm not, I'm not church, not church not is an abomination. But, right, I'm but not going to say that wholeheartedly because right, I think exactly. the black church has, um, it, 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 it has provided many blacks with a, a sense of, again, personhood, uh, a sense of, of uh, historicity, lineage, so on That's and right. so forth. And, and, and what, again, the, this, right. this kind of convergence of European Christianity with African uh, spirituality as well as African traditions, cosmologies, and, again, as you've just said, I would take it back to say when we really get down to it, Christianity and, and there's plenty of literature about this, but Christianity was birthed in African, in Mediterranean, in Greco-Roman, in you know, in another culture, in another cultural era and time, and and that exactly. was coming from that place. So, exactly. Right, and we right. also so need also, to understand what the Black Church means to the Black community. You know, again, you know, the black church has played, you know, and it continues to play a major role in the black community. It's not about, you know, um, the circle shout or anything, which if you go back and do some history about the circle shout that came from West Africa, they incorporated that into the church so they could keep some of their traditional beliefs. But, again, going back to what I was saying, the black church plays, you know, a major role because, again, you know, it was a place where we could gather and talk to one another without being harassed by the police, if you will. We could find out what was happening in the neighborhood. We could trade resources, help each other, help one another, encourage one another, motivate one another. And, again, you know, what I find disheartening and very discouraging about a lot of this here is, again, and I've stated this before, the atheist community thus far, has absolutely nothing to offer the community. And what a lot of people have to realize is that with a lot of these atheists of non-color, if you will, basically their perception is a little bit different than our perception. We come from many of us, not all of us, but many of us come from, you know, the black community where the church is the cornerstone and it is about community. It is about solidarity. Right, it right. is about being able to have someone to talk to, somewhere to turn, because we have been oppressed. We have been maltreated. All of these things, I can go on with a myriad okay. of different examples there. And all that right. is one of the purposes of the and church, which is why in atheist community here, when we're attacked, and we are attacked for having black in front of our names, for the Latinos having Latino in front of their names, for the indigenous people having right. Native American in front right. of their names. It's because many people do not understand the sense of community and solidarity that is kind of innate with, or intrinsic in our communities, if you will. And, right, exactly. again, it's, 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 it's not that we're trying to segregate ourselves. It is, and you're right. It's intrinsic in there because they're standing up and standing in solidarity with each, with each other. I haven't heard any white atheist groups blast this video. I've heard, right. I've seen and then, white and then, individual people, but I haven't heard uh, any white, larger, you know, uh, CFI, FFRF, 
uh, even right. the Amer- African Americans for human humanism. You know, that's what's needed. Right. In but, but, but let me ask. But let me ask this question. But let me ask this question for all of you guys. For all of you guys, okay. let me ask this question. Do you realize that you're on the cutting edge? You're on the forefront. The American public is not ready for black, yeah, somebody's laughing because they know what I'm talking about. They're not they ready, ready for it. I know, I, know, I know plenty of white folks who are atheists, but the American public is not ready for and black people who and, are atheists and, who can and, articulate yeah. it and who can put it out there. If I may, go ahead, my brother. Go ahead, my brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying, when has society ever been ready to be to hear, you know, the 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 dissenters? When has society ever been ready? No, no, they've never they've never been ready. But you understand what I'm saying. I got you. I'm just playing the devil's advocate. They're not they're not ready for y'all. They're not looking for y'all. You guys are so far ahead of the curve. You don't even realize. Um, you don't even realize. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to take on a couple of, of points um, the brother made, and let, let let me just say this first of all. Um, while we disagree on 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 issues of ideology and dogma, we must first also give credit where credit is due, brother. The fact that you can that that we can speak on on African history, the fact that we can have an intellectual discussion as people who have who are educated, we have to give a lot of credit to those folks that this gentleman on that video disrespected. It's because somebody, uh, maybe an illiterate sharecropper who only knows a verse from the Bible, looked down the road and said, "Hey, maybe my kid will have a chance." If I take these lashes, if I take this hit, and maybe all they had was that church to pray in, they look down the That's road. Right. We, you and I, you and I would not be here because we, African, we weren't allowed to read, we weren't allowed to be educated. But it was the sacrifices of folks like that, the same people that this man is insulting, that made That's it right. so we had the chance to to pick up books and learn and evolve to learn science to learn the theory of evolution, to learn about the Big Bang, to learn about, you know, uh, 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 single-celled organisms turning into double multi-celled organisms. That, that's something that we have to give credit for. So I tread lightly while I can go back and forth about dogma, while I can argue ideology, while I can argue religion. I take it very, I tread very lightly in disrespecting the heritage right. and the people. That's the first thing. So I'm not going to call the church an abomination. Is there a lot of work right. to be done there? Absolutely. Yeah. Are they dead wrong on a lot of issues involving women, involving sexuality, involving uh, you know homosexuality? Are they wrong on the wrong side of the issue on a lot of those things? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. You will get no yep. argument from me. But to call something like from with with something with such a storied and complex history an abomination. Right. That that we're, we're treading we're, right. we're, we're treading on thin ice there. Right. And then and, and exactly. last thing and, and, and last thing before I last thing before I turn it over let me let me let me just say this too. I after that video came out we saw a lot of folks say, well that's true. Is it because he was white that we're upset? 
first things first, it was not true. Nothing that came out that man's mouth was true in any shape or form. That's the first thing. And it, to, to assume that it's true means that there's a lot of things that we don't know about ourselves. We are still learning, and that in itself mm-hmm. is, a, is, a, is an after effect of slavery, is an after effect of, of us not knowing who we are or where well, we came of from. It, of it being, and, and this is another thing, Carl, of it being kept from us. I mean, we, we talk about it as, and I'm not saying you, I know, I, I think even in the short moments that I've known you, you have a sense that, you know, we, we are uh, valuable people and smart people and what have you. But, but we, what we mm-hmm. often don't give voice to is the way in which white Europeans have constantly had their foot on the next, on the, you know, and, you know, they've been in control of all of the institutions and so on and so forth, and have deliberately kept black peoples from, you know, being human, being free, you know. That, exactly. You know, we, 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 in other words, I'm just saying, the way we frame that is critical to say what we don't know. What we don't know, mm-hmm. it's not that we don't necessarily don't know, it's that we have been prevented from knowing, you know. It's one thing to say, I'm going to walk out this door. It's another thing to say, somebody's standing in the doorway, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, white supremacy is real in that sense. I mean, and what this dude probably should have understood, I wish he could have understood, was that if it hadn't, he needed to pay reparations. Because if it hadn't been for a belief in a higher power that would settle, settle the, the, mm-hmm. the violence, that have been done, oh, trust me, he might not even be here. Little Dusty might not even be here, right, because exactly. maybe his ancestors would have got shot yeah. the freaking freak down. You know what I'm saying? So what he doesn't understand also, in addition to a whole lot of other things, is the way in which that belief kept mm-hmm. um, many Africans at bay I mean, in terms of doing very violent, violent things. So, and, and it, it, it was a belief in I don't know if I agree with that, though. I don't think that. I think that, I think that, I think that, I think to say that actually buys into the myth of our, of our, of us being animalistic and, and uncontrollable. No, and the I same don't, myth because that, that I believe in, I, oh, I believe in, I'm, but, I'm, but I guess it's where you stand, That's yeah, I guess it's where you stand on the idea of justice, because guess what? If somebody got their foot on my neck, Right, we're gonna be fighting. That's not somebody. Well, yeah, if somebody, if somebody has their foot foot on their neck, but that doesn't mean that like we that we would have just there would have just been a bloodbath, a complete no, bloodbath. But I mean, I'm just saying rebellion is a logical and normal response to to violent attack. I well, agree. What is, what is, I agree. What is, what is about it's that a, that is animalistic? Right. It is I a normal. That's a normal self defense. We, what are people doing about the Trayvon Martin thing? You know what I'm I saying? Don't think, I, don't think that, I don't think that Christianity is, can be credited as the thing that kept us from doing that. I don't I didn't agree say Christianity. I said a belief in a higher okay, power. A belief, a, a belief in God. Well, well, we're talking about Christianity because most of the slaves would have Well, but I'm Christ- just saying, I think there are a lot of people who will say that belief in a higher power kept them from going back to drugs. A belief in a higher power did a lot of things. I think it can logically be said that a belief in something 
other than yourself. I mean, some people, I mean, they, this is where they are, uh, kept them. And kept them I, in a I certain understand. place. I don't necessarily, me, I don't think that I would attribute it to that. You attribute let, it to let that me that ask this I, question. Okay, let me, okay, let me okay. ask this question. Two ladies, two ladies, let me ask this question. This, this, I've been on BTR for only about a month and a half. This is by, this is, yeah, uh, Blog Talk Radio. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. This is by far Black Thinkers. I don't even know how I found it. Somehow I just gravitated. You know, that's how it works. You you know what I'm laughing. You know what I'm talking about, the one that's laughing. Um, You guys are probably the most profound thinkers that I've experienced on this whole network. And here's my thing. When I heard the little um, debate, the atheist versus the uh, religious person, and I kind of chimed in and I was just, I was out of place with that one because I didn't even know what was going on. And then somebody checked me on it, and then I just had to fall back. But my whole point in saying this is that you guys are on a cutting edge of something. And you guys have obviously done your due diligence. You study your history. You know where all of this shit is coming from. Here's my question. How is it that as a black community that we are not all involved in this process? Not in the sense that you got to get out and vote and you got to do all of this other type of stuff, but just in the sense that we are engaged intellectually, philosophically, emotionally, psychologically to where we understand what the hell is going on. And I want to hear from each one of y'all in regards to my question, and maybe it might be simplistic because some of you guys are so intelligent to where, you know, I might sound stupid, but no, for not. the rest no, of y'all. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not that we're so intelligent. It's no, no, but, but, but the, reason, the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm impressed. I'm not used to being oh, around. You. I'm not no. used to being around black people who talk like this. I'm used to being well, around black people who talk and complain about things, but they well, don't sit and critically analyze and dissect it and articulate it. And that's all I want to hear. Well, that's all I want to say. Well, it's like this, brother, and, and to your point, let me let me just clarify something. Um, you're not. I, I I don't. I the sisters that I've had the opportunity to do these shows with over the last couple of weeks, um, that I I bow to their superior wisdom. I will. I'll say this. Um, you know, I'm a GED student. I took. I have a GED. I never graduated from any prestigious um, schools or anything like that. I have a GED and a broadcasting certificate. So let me just put that out there. Whatever intellect that you may um, have received or, or you, that you perceive that I have is because somebody gave, somebody had had enough uh, faith in my, my, my potential 
to try and help me cultivate whatever was rumbling around in my head. Somebody put the right book in my hand and then pointed me in the right direction. It's kind of like Morpheus. I, I can only show you the door. You have to open it up and go through it. And that's what happened for me. It, it, they, they cultivated within that person, those people that I was fortunate enough in my life to encounter, gave me the, the, the de- desire to know more. So I, I had my screw-ups and I did my little things and I didn't take my education seriously, but somebody pointed me in the right direction. And whatever you're hearing is the result of that. And, and, and to, your, to your question that you're asking about, you got to understand, brother, it wasn't one day every, a slave woke up and then the civil rights movement started. That's not how change works, brother. That is not how change works. It's, it, it's, it's small things, man. It's small things. It's, it's a ripple effect. Things happen. Some things, sometimes it's, it, it, it'll, what you see, the large explosion or something, might have been a small spark. It might have been a small spark. So, and, and that's what it's got to be. It, that's what it's going to be. It, I know yep. it looks like that on the outside. I know it looks like, well, our community is so disjointed. And, and, and you got to understand, man, we're, we're getting back together after decades, generations, uh, years and years of people who, had a, 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 who were determined for us not to be a unified community. That created laws specifically to keep us from doing so. So it's going to take time, and, and, and it starts with you. We've had this conversation, you and I, before, in different in Do you, different, do you know how old I am, topics. young man? It's, do you know on, how old finish, I am, young man? Let me, I know how old you are. I know how old you are, and you've already told me that. Or we've had that conversation before. Okay. But it starts with Thank you. you. Just like it, it, it just, it, even at your age, there are people who never graduated college, graduated at 90-something years old, but it was just someone younger than them that gave them the direction. That's all the folks need. That's all we need. There's a community out there that's ready, that, that its potential is there. But we can't you know sit what? down and say, well, but, but wait let a minute. Wait, wait, wait. We can't let sit me, back and me... say. Go ahead, Carl. Finish up, Carl. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We, we, no, we, no, we what I was going to say was, you know, I'm going to address it and then bring it back to center here. But um, regarding, you know, the question that Into Knowledge, you know, posed to the panel here, basically it, it boils down to the information and the knowledge that, you know, has been bestowed upon us, whether through education or um, through methods of, you know, being autodidact, so, it's, you know, self-learning. Um, the information that we have and that we share with each other and with the public and whomever is willing to listen, you know, this definitely is a labor of love because this show, you know, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of research. Um, you know, we're here because we want to let people know that they're not alone and that there are people out here who care and that we want to get the information to them. We want them to learn. We encourage them to go out and research. We care about all of that, but to kind of bring it back and tie it into, you know, what we're talking about today. Me, personally, I will not sit back idly and rest on my laurels and allow anyone to denigrate the entire community. I will not allow him to sit here and scapegoat the black community for everything, which is what many groups have been known to do. He commented and said that 
he will continue to attack. And I use that word. He didn't use that word. That's my word. And if you have a problem with it, you all know my email address. He will continue <laughs> to attack the black community until we stop basically supporting issues that are detrimental and hurting other people. Um, he gave the example of Prop 8. Now, I don't know what kind of backwards-ass public school he went to because in California, it's only 7% black population. Their population of blacks, only 7%, and it's declining. Out of the registered voters, 6% of the voters are black. And that's if every last registered voter went to the poll. Now, I'm not sure, again, what kind of new math he learned when he was in school, but there is no way in hell 6% could have caused um, Prop 8. There's no way possible. He, again, went after the easiest target. He went after the people who are powerless, you know, and they continue to scapegoat the black community and use us as a punching bag. If you want to go after anybody regarding Proposition 8, you need to go after the Mormon church. They pumped over $20 million. They were going door-to-door, banging on people's doors, standing outside, handing out leaflets, making robocalls, all of that. Go after them. But you know why you want to go after them? Because they're white and they're powerful. But you want to come after us. And Mm -hmm. it's like this. Mm -hmm. If I have to continue to defend black Christians, so be it. I will continue to do so. But I will not allow you or anyone else to denigrate our community. I will not allow you or anyone else to scapegoat black Christianity. Again, he talked about homophobia in the black Christian community. No. Now, you know, you have a few squeaky wheels out there, but just like we have Pat Robertson and Oral Roberts and the rest of them, they're squeaky wheels as well, and they've said some of the most horrendous things. Go after them. Go after them. You're going to go after anybody in the black community about homophobia or what have you. Even some of the biggest megachurch pastors have stopped their homophobic rants. And they've done it for a reason. It all boils down to money. But go ahead. I was going to say, they go after the, the the black church for the same reason that they want to be able to use racialized epithets like, you know, like niggers, you know what right. I mean? Because they want, to, they want the privilege to attack black people and to be able they to claim, do right. They are claiming, they don't want it, they are already claiming it. Yes. He, he claims yes. it, well, he made that video, he claimed the power and the privilege to get up there and say what he said. And so I, yeah. right. Really, who's gonna who's gonna stop me? Who's gonna say anything? Right. Who who's gonna do apparently, anything to me? A, yeah, apparently just a handful of us because it doesn't seem like too many other people seem to be um, willing to um, to to contradict him. You know, right? They'll stand um, by and just at, by acquiesce, acquiesce. And but I say this, Rena, because um, you know, as I just said, I believe in retribute, uh, retributive justice. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because the world is round. The world is round. There will come a time when, while we are small in number in terms of what we are doing now, that we won't always be that. I agree with this brother who just said we are on the cutting edge of some good good stuff. We are are talking. We are doing that. I believe that if we are diligent in what in our efforts and what we are doing, we are going to continue to muster even more power, right? And everybody that we saw on the way up, trust me, we'll see on the way back down. 
And, you know, I just believe in that in terms of just kind of how the world turns and is made, um, how things go often in life. So these same people who are sitting here who are doing nothing, who are watching us, maybe they are looking at what we're doing on Facebook, they're not in solidarity with us. They're not saying, hey, I want to just say publicly to you black free thinkers that I'm not in support of this dusty video I'm not in support of what he said. I will lend my support. See, that's when you know you have some allies. And I don't think right. we have very many allies right now in this. Yeah, let me, let me ask a question. Let me ask a question in regards to, and I know this might be off topic, but at the same time yep. it's on topic. Um, mm-hmm. in, regards to the, in regards to the Trayvon case, how do you feel that this is going to affect the climate of the black, white, Hispanic relationship in terms of not whether he's guilty or not, but just in terms of how we're going to look at it from a racial standpoint. How do you feel about that? We've discussed the Trayvon trial and you know, I definitely want to you know discuss that probably at a later date. And if you call back in Sunday, they're talking about is society moving forwards or backwards, and they can address that. And you know, and you all can discuss that because it's kind of kind of somewhat be open topics. But with this right here, you know, I want to kind of keep it centered because basically, mm-hmm. you know, what has happened with this video, the billboards, and some of the commentary that I've seen in different places, it seems as though they're trying to. Book and shame people into atheism, the question we need to be asking is why? What do they have to gain? What is their agenda, and especially since they're not giving anything back in return? So why should like... We know what Dusty's motive is. Dusty's motive is to sell T-shirts. Himself. Right, himself. Right. Whatever. Right. Well, I don't think it's that deep for him. <laughs> I know. I, mean, you know, I know that he sells T-shirts, so I'm saying he's he's out there trying to sell his T-shirts. Right. You he's know, trying to make money. Yeah. Personally. Also, Personally. Also, he. I mean, it, he's using tactics. I mean, this this guy. You know, like I said, I refuse to say his name. But the guy, he's also using tactics that we would criticize religious people for. You're trying to shame right. people into atheism. And it's the same. It's the same way you try to shame. It's the same way you try to shame a person into becoming it's a, a religion. Christian. Or Thank into, you. You, you, you. Exactly, and it's like it's the same I mean, structural theory. Exactly. If you if you take the video as a whole, he's engaging in generalities. He's using inflammatory rhetoric. He's arguing from ignorance. This is the, the same right. thing that just. Just a Friday ago, we were laughing at a, or we had a good laugh at a Christian person who had no facts, made made blanket statements, used generalities and inflammatory rhetoric to insult. So why would why would we think that that's a good? If it's a bad idea for a a person, quote unquote, a person of faith, whatever that means, if it's a bad idea for a person of faith to do that, why would it somehow become a good idea? For an atheist to use the same tactics to get people to look at our way of thinking, or to at least to consider our way of thinking. That's he's I mean, Catholic, that is, right? He's is, Catholic, is, is, right? 
it's a, it's absolutely irresponsible. It's irresponsible on right. its face. And um, if, but if he's ever had any credit, I don't know what his I don't know what his denomination is or lack of denomination. Right. Uh, and, and, of fact, and going back to what you just said, Carl, all you did was basically reinforce something that I've been saying, you know, since I started this show. But especially in the past year, how the atheist community is starting to parallel and and basically become congruent with the religious community. I'm seeing a lot of the same stuff people you know, and people who are who've been listening to the show and you go back and listen to the art I have been contrasting mm-hmm. that. I have been showing how mm-hmm. the atheist movement is just like the religious, the Christian community, and a lot of people aren't seeing it. I've been forewarning people, and this is only the beginning. And, yeah. you know, right. I see it, I'm talking about it, and I need for you guys to open your eyes. I'm not saying you have to agree with me. I've never been that type of person. I've never forced anything on anyone. But I am asking you to utilize your critical thinking skills in more than just one area. You have to use right. your critical thinking skills and your objectivity and your rationalization, not only regarding religions, but to every area of your life. I've even said that even within the atheist community, people who agree with you, people who agree with me, we still have to be able to look at their arguments and look at what they say and be able to apply critical thinking skills to it and break their arguments down. And it does not matter if they're agreeing with us or if we think that they're right, but can you do it? We must do it. Right. It is imperative. Okay. I, have, I, have, I have a question. I have a question. Is, mm-hmm. is she married? Mari- does she have a boyfriend? Cause I'm not I'm not um, an atheist, but I'm falling in love with you. <laughs> oh, I shit everybody up! I shit everybody up! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! That's, oh boy, I love you, man. We. <laughs> You got a boyfriend, you married. I'm not trying to disrespect nobody. I'm not trying to do that. I just want to know. Who you talking to? I don't know. I don't know. Who are you talking to? Kim, he's talking to you. Oh, she, she knows who I'm to talking to. She knows who I'm talking to. I can't believe she's talking to you. That's why That's she true. ain't saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Woman, that's the type of woman, and all you brothers that are out listening right now, that's the type of woman you need. Right then and there. Right then and there. That's the type of woman you need. And uh, guess what? I ain't trying to put you on front street. I ain't trying to be funny. I ain't trying to do nothing like that. But I just, I just, I just, I just, I just thought I, I don't appreciate. I, I just thought you. I could get my bid in. You know, uh, brother, you know how we are. We try to get our bid in when we see something good going on. <laughs> but I'm done now. I'm done now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. please help me out here. Uh, okay, so I, I want to come back to something you said. Um, something you said about the motive. The motive. The motive. Um, What's going on? And not only motives, yes. Well, 
But yeah, um, let's talk about what's really going yeah, let's on. Let's talk about the motives. No, <laughs> but let's talk about, like you said, when when any time you have little groups like this. I mean, this is how how Christianity got started too, as it grew in number and so on and so forth. It institutionalized, right? And this is exactly as you're saying what's happening with atheism, uh, the athe- quote-unquote atheist community across not just the United States but really across the planet, that as it is growing in number, we are seeing it institutionalized to the point like exactly. we just saw, what, uh, a couple weeks ago, the article in the New York Times about these atheist churches. You feel me? <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, wait a minute. How do you have an atheist church? Yeah, yeah. So, Godless churches. We have and, different ones. Yeah. And, different, and different ones. But essentially, essentially, it's a gathering place. Most of, the, most of them are, they're not like church churches. They're mainly gathering places, but they, they take on the church title primarily for the um, tax benefits and, and what have you. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and I want to say, yeah, and I want to say, you know, maybe later, Kim, there's a way to do a show on that. You know, it's it's a, it's a very important conversation mm-hmm. because I, I agree with the concept of people getting together and so forth, but I think that we also must be conscious of how it's happening and where. You know, it's happening with people who are uh, former preachers and or in settings where they are preachers. And, you know, as a former preacher, <laughs> uh, I know, I mean, meaning that's, that there's something in that that's not, uh, that, well, there's something in that I think needs to be analyzed and needs to be looked at. You know, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's a very important thing, and it comes back to your point. Uh, what are the motives mm-hmm. of these folks who get involved with atheism or call themselves mm-hmm. atheists, they come out and then recreate the very, Exactly. kind of structures in which they came out of and just say, well, we're not doing that anymore, but we're doing this. You know, yes, I think right. that motives, all of that is very, very significant. And that's what folks have do, to understand. I do, think, though, that, I, do, though, I do think, though, that people have to, um, and, and, and I know that there, there are Christians that make this accusation of atheists and there are atheists who you know, kind of, um, you know, kind of get, you know, squeamish when they hear about atheist gathering and things like that. I, I, I do see value in oh, people yeah. getting together Absolutely. who have, who share current, you know, who share interests getting together and having some of the social frameworks that churches provide. I do see value in that. But I, I think that, too, I, I do I think, think the, we have to. Yes. Go ahead. I see value. But, I mean, someone just asked me about this, right? Somebody I know emailed, oh, look at this, take a look at this link, you know, tell me what you think. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not into it. But I do think it helps some people. The the issue that I'm seeing and I'm having, though, is more so, again, with the people who are in charge of it, the people who are spearheading it, and how that's speaking to what Kim was saying about well, the institutionalization of atheism. Uh-huh. You know, because see, a lot of you got people who will claim, "Oh, you're a, you're a part of a cult." Uh, ironically, you know, the cult of Dusty, but you're a part of a cult, a church. 
And the one thing I'm always doing with people is saying, atheism, you know, my, my being atheist doesn't have anything to do with a church, you know, or a, a body of people, so to speak. So I'll just leave it right. at that. But, I mean, I, I just think yeah, it's Right, right. I mean, yeah, we don't want to get into a point where we're creating an, a doctrine or anything like that. I, I can agree with that. But, the, um, you know, it's it's about it's about sort of an, an environment where people can, you know, make, make, you know, have conversations and, you know, be exposed to different things and, and formulate their own, you know, opinions and their own beliefs. But, um, but I don't, I, I do see value in, in, in some of the things that I see some of the atheist churches doing, but it, it does make one nervous, you know, especially when you see like, um, sort of the money that's been spent on some of these churches, you know, exactly. and you that, that about the same way that monies are used in in building these very large, luxurious, you know, church facilities, uh, particularly when these facilities are in areas of you know economic distress. You know, um, it's it's very dis- it's very it's very disconcerting. So, Oh, go ahead, Carl. Go ahead. I want you to make your point. Go ahead. But with 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 that too, and and something for me, you know, and I know I made a mention once about it before. There's this there's this other thing that I find that's also disconcerting. It's this weird, you know, we're starting to apply infallibility to I guess the to the more popular. Uh, 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 individuals or figures in, you know, the atheist community or the free-thinking mm-hmm. community. Like, mm-hmm. there's an infallibility to things that they say or that they do, and I have, and I've, I've made mention of it, and folks will disagree, but now we're trying to get a holy trinity, like, you can't say anything against a Dawkins or Hitchens or Harris, you know, because they're the yeah. ultimate thing. No, you can disagree with them because they have said some things in the past. Of, Whoa, so oh, my that may have been a sense. Dawkins, they, Dawkins they said, said something, something crazy to, on Twitter almost every other day. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, but there's this, and that's what, I, and I agree, yes, because we're humans. We're human beings, and, and we're social. That's what human beings do. We right. look for right. A common for common common you know commonality and we look for that kindred right. spirit. That's that's normal. I have no problem with that. But when we start you know if we start doing it and then every time the atheist circle or whatever you want to call it meets up, there's always a collection or something like that. Like you said, like where's this money coming from? What's going on? You know, I thought we were just hanging right, out. Right. Then yeah, I, and, and then also too our leaders or the, the heads of or our head figures, all of a sudden you say something and you disagree with them and you get in trouble because you're not supposed to, then how are we different exactly. from the folks that, that we that exactly. we try to say we're diametrically opposed to. So yeah, I that that exactly. is disconcerting to me as well and well you know, and in yeah. recent Oh I agree sorry, with you wholeheartedly with that there because you do see a lot of that in the atheist community whereas the people who are in quote unquote leadership positions um, some of them are shielded from things because their members or the people around them feel as though, you know, they don't want to upset them or what they'll do is um, try to resolve an issue by proxy. But, you know, I'm just going to take it all the way back to, you know, my original point with this. Where is the money going? And basically I feel that quite a bit of this 
has everything to do with getting membership numbers up and also with finance. It has money. It's about money. All over it. Everything, right. you know, everything pretty much boils down to finances. It's about money. And I need people to understand that. And, again, you know, basically the way that I see it is the people that are paying donations or membership fees or just, just donating in general paying membership fees, because to me a membership fee is kind of like tithes and offerings, but that's another story, yeah. even though yeah. it's a much lesser degree. <laughs> However, where is that money going? Because, you know, again, with, you know, many of um, people in this community, especially people of color, um, well, the, the people that I'm talking about specifically, we're talking about social justice. We're talking about community outreach. You will see where the money goes, and we have no problem being transparent. We can't say that about everyone. We cannot say that about a lot of these larger organizations. I see fundraising letters, emails all the time. I get them all the time. Hey, please join us. We'll send you a nice, pretty little pin if you send us $200. And I feel like it's the same thing that I was seeing in the mail when I was a little girl with Jim Baker and all of them would send my mother this sympathy sob letter and saying, if you send us $100, we'll send you a handkerchief. We'll pray for you. 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 Yeah, that Jesus played on himself. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, suppose, yeah. I mean, I think it's very important to, to pay attention to that and to the fact that even amongst the so-called atheist community, you're going to have uh, some pimps and hustlers. That's right. <laughs> you know, they're going to be pimping atheism. I already think that's what the dude Dusty was doing, right? So he knows if he gets up here and says that to some atheist folk, it's going to uh, score him a lot of points. But take that stuff over there down the block. I got some people who might want to look at his video. And we'll see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll see we'll see how they react to it. My point is he knew exactly he's he's quote unquote preaching to the choir, first of all, but secondly, you know, to put it back on him to say that was a move in order to make money and to get more hits. I mean, and if he had just stopped with with the idea that the Bible is not a is not the best source of morality. You know what I mean? Uh-uh. We that we would have no we'd have no problem with with what he said if it was just if he had just stopped there. You know the Bible is full of genocide. The Bible is full of this. The Bible is full of that. Is that he went a you know several steps further and decided to you know make a blanket generalization about an entire group mm-hmm. of people of which he has no knowledge and he has no history and no context. And the and, and the entire, you know, overarching theme is that you people are stupid because you believe this yeah. thing that was given to you during slavery. Right. right. Exactly. And, and basically, and basically, and I was just going to say, he basically rebuked, if you will, to use, you know, that term there, but he basically rebuked the entire, you know, black, Christian community, and by proxy us, those of us that came from a religious background, those of us who still have religious, you know, relatives. Look, I'll tell you this in a heartbeat because I've seen some anti-theists out there saying that they wanted to hurt or, you know, in in who worse terms, kill all Christians. And to me, that's bullshit. If I see you go anywhere near anyone in my family, it's on. I can tell you that right now, but the way that he 
brought all of that. When he, the presentation sucks. You know, to use Bill Cosby's analogy, that's like serving me a porterhouse steak on the top of a of a damn garbage can lid, you know? So here you go, Dusty. <laughs> Done. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say I just wanted to say that um, you know, and and you know, just to bring it back to everything else, it's like I'm I'm sort of tired of, you know, just seeing the way the different ways in which you know, black people are are being sort of attacked or or, or you know made fun of in this community. You know, the different memes, right? You know, and things right. like the memification yeah. of black people. It goes on yeah, quite a lot in this community. This community yeah. supposedly prides itself on being, you know, inclusive yeah. and all this other stuff. It's it's pretty sad, and I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. Well, Raymond, yeah. just, and to piggyback on that, the word that was coming to mind earlier when we were talking about what Dusty is doing, was what I did do in terms of the video, um, you know, again, the irony that he's talking and making up stories uh, not basing anything he's saying on on firsthand knowledge or any kind of evidence or data right. or information that he has gleaned from historical works. Um, right. That you know, I would say maybe the dude is a fraud. Maybe he's really not an atheist at all. Maybe he's a believer, and he's just using the moment. Meaning, or maybe he doesn't really know who he is. If any time you've got to spin. So much energy attacking someone else. You feel me? Then that makes me think that maybe you don't know who you are. I am not spending my time worrying about what people believe if they believe her and all that. I'm not going to do that. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, I agree with you in most cases, but I think in his case, I think he knows exactly who he is. He is attacking black people because he knows inside. That he's racist, and I think I think right. he's racist. Right. That's the I don't think there's any other way to get That's around it. it. Well, he knows yeah. he, he knows it's deep deep down, Raina, but it doesn't mean he has embraced it again. The 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 the, the projection onto others. He's not going to embrace right. it out in the open because that's not Thank you. Not, no one's going to accept that. I think he knows is what I'm saying. I think he knows exactly who he is. He knows I that really he's think. being violent and nasty and taking it out on everybody. I mean, his behavior is saying, I don't really know. I don't want to know. I mean, it's kind of psychotic, you know. It's, it's like schizophrenic or something. I mean, and I'm not mm. saying that being schizophrenic is a bad thing. I'm just saying it is a sign of someone, you know, who's really struggling with, you know, which, who am I? Mental illness. I yeah. re, I remind, I'm, I'm reminded of um, we uh, just a conversation that we had a couple of days ago, um, I think on Sunday. Um, you know, Raina made a very great point um, that I think applies here. Um, it's very easy to blame 
uh, or to put something on Christianity. But again, it didn't start with Christianity, or Christianity is not necessarily responsible. In the context Renee had used it before, she was talking about patriarchy and, you know, rape culture. And it's like, it's easy to say, well, yeah, it's the church, and then go with that. Um, in this case, with the with the video and with that, that's not, whatever happened during those days of slavery and things like that, that has less to do with Christianity than it does with European and white colonialism and white privilege. You know that, that, that so so let's 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 put that into context. Whatever he's talking about Absolutely. and all of those house Negro and things that has no that's not really Christianity that we're dealing with. That's white privilege. That's colonialism. Right. Right. That's, that's imperialism. So so, right. so already he's house. on the wrong page. He was talking about that verse from um, Colossians. You know he was talking yeah. about um, you know you can you can take uh, slaves from among uh, from the foreigner to live among you. Nowhere does it say get on a boat, get ye on a boat to Africa. You know what I mean? That's right. And pick you oh, off right. and slave. Good you know point. what I mean? Yeah, that that has... Right. Good point. That the slavery that he's mentioning uh, of the second and third century uh, was very uh-huh. different than the slavery of the 16th century and then the 17th century. Again, he his his appropriation of what was written there to, if you will, in a sense, defend the slavery of the 17th century, you know, is just right. asinine. It's just totally ignorant. I mean, again, you know, anybody would tell you, you can't, you can't take something written in that book, that ancient book, and then you're going to apply that exactly, you know, the situation in the 17th century. I mean, this is why whenever, you know, I go to these conferences, I have a lot of people come up to me, uh, normally white people, and ask me these questions. I guarantee you I give them something to think about by the time I walk away in the sense of <laughs> you've got to know history. You don't know history. Exactly. You're asking me stuff and you're, yeah, and you're just, revealing to me you don't know history. Point. Right. Let's, just, let's all agree on one point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If we agree on nothing else, if the Bible had had never been put together, if there was never a Genesis, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, anything, okay, mm-hmm. there would have mm-hmm. still been slavery. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, there would have still been yeah. slavery regardless. Right. But right, slavery, exactly. so. yes, but slavery, again, this is what I'm, and I think people should read this book. They need to go get this book called the uh, um, – uh, the Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams, to understand the difference in slavery in Africa and in Asia and in India and in those places of the second century and the slavery associated with the Industrial Revolution, the rise of what people call modern era, what have you, meaning we are talking about two different systems one, the latter of the 17th century, built on the whole premise of racial superiority, of the suppression mm-hmm. of, 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 a, of, a, of a particular group in general because it was ordained by a deity, so on and so forth. So there is a whole body of literature that I suppose a lot of people don't even know about, but they need to go and start educating themselves. I'm not... I've, 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 I've actually I've actually read that book and I recommend it to everybody. Thank you. By, by Thank Chancellor you. Williams III, the destruction of Absolutely. the Black Civilization, civilization from 4500 BC to 2000, 2000 AD. That's if right. you haven't read it, you need to read it. It explains to you where the 
the word mulatto came from, right. indigenous people, everything. And she's right on point with that shit. You need to read it. <laughs> well, and if you, you know, know a lot it. of people think that, I don't even know where Dusty would think that he, maybe I don't know where he got his knowledge again about black people, black culture, even slavery in and of itself. But I don't know too many white folks who have ever sat through a serious course that have taught them through the eyes of uh, uh, people like Chancellor Williams and others who have done and you know, the and work. And you know it took, him, it took him 20 years to write that book. Thank you. Done the work. And, and, and like, guess what? And guess what? For all you people who are listening, what he did was he went through the historical black college universities first, uh-huh. and he wasn't, even, he wasn't even able to get the information. So he had to go through the white institutions. He had to go through the archives. And what, as we as people don't know, there's a difference between archives and the library. The library is funded by the government. Archives means that you have to have access to it. Right. That's the original information. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, a lot of white people have never taken, they've never taken the time to educate themselves. And then they'll say, well, nobody taught me. Well, are you sitting around waiting on somebody to teach you something that you can go out and mm-hmm. learn yourself? I mean, what the flippity flick? You know, this is what I hate. This is, this is, and I'm an educator, right? But I don't, I never come up to people like the educational system owed me something, right? My education is my responsibility, and and I don't put the responsibility for being educated upon a system. That is my responsibility, and I think more as if more people were to begin to think like that, you know, stop saying my right. teachers didn't teach me. Stop do you know where the go word out, go do you out know, find do, it on your own? Do you know where the word system comes from? It's Latin for sewer. <laughs> I believe it. Oh, you can you can <laughs> all look it up. You can all look no, it up. Don't believe me. I'm not doubting you. I'm saying System most of our most of our words, words, right? Most of our words come are, from are, are, are Latin are Latin and Greek. Yes, yes, yes. And guess where Latin, Latin and Greek comes from? Guess where Latin and Greek right. Greek comes from? Egyptian, African. Yeah. So there you go. Well, you know, again. I want everyone to go out because, you know, we were talking about the pejoratives. You can look that information up about ethnic slurs. You know, you can look up words because I've seen both blacks and whites use, you know, different words, um, like Jigaboo, Coon, you know, Uncle Tom, Bro, Bacaca, Mammy, you know, uh, just, you know, a bunch of different words. I want you guys to go out and look this up, you know, and, and educate yourselves. I mean, it's, it's extremely important that we do that. And, you know, we had to bring the show together tonight. We had to address this and challenge um, what was put out there. You know, in good conscience, I just I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I just couldn't do it. But, um, again, you know, you know, I appreciate everybody that called in to participate tonight. I hope everybody had a chance to learn something from this, you know, in particular the listening audience. And I'm going to post some links a little bit later, you know, because I guess I want you guys to, again, like I said, educate yourself. I want you to see, you know, some of the information that we've pulled up. This is only, you know, a minute, 
you know, um, percentage of, you know, what we've pulled up because we do a lot of reading. We read books, and you have the Internet now. So you don't have very many excuses as to why you cannot go out mm-hmm. and read and find out what's happening out there. But it's a poem that I kind of wanted to read to you guys real quick. And basically, um, this was written by, of all people, a pastor, you know, and this basically goes as such. First, they came for the communists, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a communist. Then they came for the socialists, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. And I didn't speak out because I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for the Catholics. And I didn't speak out because I wasn't a Catholic. Then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak for me. And I want you guys to think about that. That's right. I want you to think about Well, it. you don't preach that <laughs> word. <laughs> and That's good. Again, Thank we, you. Hey. Yeah, you know, yeah. Again, we're here. So, yes, dear. When when we get married, ain't nobody else, ain't nobody else, ain't nobody else saying nothing. You the bomb ass female. I need you, man. I need that woman. I need that woman in my camp, okay? Because cause I can't lose with her. I can't lose with her. I'm a win every day, all day, all night. Kim, Kim, I'm just playing. Kim, I'm just playing. I'm just being, I'm just acting up. But I love you. I love your show. I love what you. But but no, but no, we'll talk. I love I love what you do. I love your show. I love the fact that you you bring intelligence to the black community and not just the black community. You bring intelligence to everybody that's living and exactly. listening to the show, and you on point with your shit. And I'm just, you know, I'm one of them niggas that tells the truth. This is a woman. If if the rest of you niggas that are listening to this, if you don't know a real woman, this is a real woman. This is what you call a queen. And I man. man Man, you got, you got me feeling it. You got me feeling it. And let me shut up. Let me shut up because I'm embarrassing myself right now. <laughs> she she off the chain. She off the chain, and that's a real woman. And I, I have the ultimate respect for that because I was raised by a real woman. I'm a 52-year-old man who was raised back in the 60s through all that shit. Um, you 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 solid. You solid. Well, thank you very kindly. I appreciate it. And, and again, this is Black Free Thinkers, and we are here to challenge you to think and live for yourself, not convert you. And guys, I just want to tell you guys, we're having shows for the rest of the week. Tomorrow is on blast with Vita Star, Graydon Square, and Seagat. Her guest. And they will talk about the state of hip-hop. That's Thursday. Friday, we'll have Alfred and Carl, and they'll be talking about logical fallacies and common theist arguments, so tune in for that. 
Saturday at high noon, Raina will be doing the RSS feed, and she'll be talking about what is ratchet, and she'll be talking about dehumanizing terminology and, um, you know, other ills in the community. Sunday, we'll be talking about society, and has society gone forward or backwards? And what I will tell you guys out there, you know, with some of these people, I'll just put it like this. Even with religion and what I what I learned in church is they'll put enough truth in with a lie so that you cannot, dis, you know, basically you can't distinguish between the two. But I want to tell you this right here. And good night, everybody. Good night. Don't believe the hype. That's what I want you all to do for me. What you looking for? The same thing. It's a new thing. Check out this. I bring all the rope below the level because I'm living low. Next to the base. Come on. Turn up the radio. They're claiming I'm a criminal. But now I wonder how. Some people never know. The enemy could be the friend guardian. I'm now a hooligan. I rock the party and clear off the madness. I'm not a racist priest to teach the office. Because they never had this. Number one, never want to run about the gun. I wasn't licensed to have one. The minute they see me, fear me. I'm the epitome of public enemy. Use abuse without clues. I refuse to blow a fuse. They even had it on the news.